0: About me, you don't know Young and tada yeah, every time I walk by, y'all act like you seen a ghost Keep my business on the low Young and jam, yeah, though Oh my god, oh my god Y'all act like you seen a ghost Y'all act like you seen a ghost Y'all act like you seen a ghost Every time I walk by Y'all act like you seen a ghost Keep my business on the low Young and though yeah, oh yeah Oh my god oh my god Y'all act like you seen a ghost. Y'all act like you seen a ghost. Bitches always do the most. I don't mean to brag a boast. Ace of Spades taking toast. 808's bout to blow. You don't even fucking know what I had to do to make it up to here. Keep your fucking mouth closed. Always rolling up and rolling on them things. I won't name cause you snitches know my name. Got no time for no motherfucking game. Fucking lame, Cause People whoa. be switching up. Bitch, I don't give a fuck. I live it up, I can't get enough. Never giving up. Bitches hit hey. me up. I don't hit hey. them back. I ain't hey. fucking up. Uh. Do this for me, there ain't no other plan. I got no other plan. Motherfuckers, they don't understand. Don't understand. I'm getting bans on the man. Talking about me, you don't know. Young intelligent, yeah, I'm dope. Every time I walk by, y'all act like you seen a ghost. Keep my business on the low. Young and tatted, yeah, I'm Oh my god, oh my god y'all act, like y'all act like you seen a ghost Y'all act like you seen a ghost Y'all act like you seen a ghost Every time I walk by Y'all act like you seen a ghost Keep my business on the low Young and tatted, yeah, I'm Oh my god, oh my god Y'all act like you seen a ghost When I pull up in foreign, you know that I'm whipping the ghost. When a hoe get the tripping, I'm I don't fuck with these bitches, I'm Came in the game with intentions to blow Never switch up on my people, I'm real Gone off the kill in the pills Don't want a bitch in the fields. You know the deal when I pull up in four And you know that I'm whipping the When the hoe gets to tripping, I'm I i do not fuck with these bitches, i Came in the game with intentions to make it Never fake it, I've been chasing all this paper Trying to get it now and never later Always had some haters, always loved it Cause they always elevated me to fucking make it, whoa Gotta make moves on the low Fuck around, might take your hoe Disappear, where did she go? Don't ask me questions you don't wanna know Ay, This drink got me feeling dope This shit got me in my zone I did this all on my own, yeah Talking about me, you don't know Young and tattered, yeah, I'm dope. Every time I walk by Y'all act like you seen a ghost Keep my business on the low Young and tattered, yeah, I'm dope Oh my God, oh my God Y'all act like you seen a ghost Y'all act like you seen a ghost Y'all act like you seen a ghost Every time I walk by Y'all act like you seen a ghost Keep my business on the low Young tight to jam Oh my god, oh my god Y'all act like you seen a ghost
1: Hey y'all, it's Trent Knox again with the Austin Live and Local Local Podcast live from the ATX show. This is the second half of a double feature for today. Earlier on we had on Smackola of the Dirty Worms local OG hip-hop artist in the Austin, Texas area. We're fixing to have Be The One Mr. Bron- Brandon Hodges on the podcast with us and live feed out of he's a hip-hop artist growing social media probably one of the biggest social media presences presence out here in the Austin, Texas area as far as independent hip-hop artists go has a well-established Twitter, Instagram Facebook following is consistently putting out Remixes, mix and mastered remixes on SoundCloud has a catalog of SoundCloud demos, as uh, Smack said in the last episode that we had here today, and uh, I've I've haven't yet had the pleasure of being introduced to this gentleman in in uh, in pers- person yet, but. This is going to be the first time talking and getting introduced to him. We're going to get him on the show about 7.10. Currently, it's about 7.06 p.m. CST. He's just getting off of Grind. and uh, We're going to have a great podcast today. Another great live feed. I couldn't say much more about how much I respect this guy's work ethic and the way that he's pushing putting out tracks and music videos it's uh, it's something that you guys could should definitely tune into and see what he's got going on before we get into this interview you can uh, you can find him on SoundCloud under be the one it's uh, it's pretty simple to find him go over there and check out his Facebook his Twitter his Instagram, and uh, we'll get it into it in about three minutes from now. On the intro, I played one of his brand new singles releases, happened over the summer Ghost, produced by Fit, Fitful Fire. It's got 14K plays out here, which is a lot for an independent artist. 22 comments. You can fix it, you can fix it, get it on iTunes. Or wherever your DSP of preference is. I'm looking forward to getting introduced introduced to this gentleman. And uh, I know it's going to be an extremely entertaining podcast. And uh, I've got a lot of questions for him. And I want to see where his headspace is at. Given that he's an independent artist out here on the grind. Taking care of business. So, so would some would say, um, I think that oh man, I need to get over here on the Twitter to grab his information to make this call. We're going to be talking about the origin of the be the one moniker what's his strategy in the game how he built this statistically balanced and successful social media presence having uh, active followers and people commenting increasingly commenting on his his posts and, uh, and having a small amount of ghost followers uh Talk about his schedule, how he navigates from the blue-collar world to the entertainment business. Does he consider himself an entrepreneur? What is his his uh, perspective on the current ATX hip-hop scene? What what is some of his advice for growing artists? What he how much time he spends in the studio? And uh, what are some of his most successful memories? We'll be getting into this in about a minute here. I hope that you guys enjoy what this gentleman has as far as knowledge and expertise is concerned. And maybe he can help you guys get on the grind as well. And really take advantage of what we got going on here. That was good. How's it going,
2: Chilling,
1: man. You good? I'm too good. How about yourself?
2: Good, man. Just surviving another hot one
1: down here in Texas, man. You already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so where should we get started off in this interview here? Uh, just give me a moment while I get all the proper stuff together for this call.
2: Yeah, you're good. And, uh, Do have and I have a good connection? Just... Can you hear me good?
1: Yeah, you got a good connection. Can I hear you good.
2: Yep.
1: Awesome, cool, cool, man. Cool. Uh this has been in a long time in the works as well. I've been reaching out to you like off and on for about a year, maybe 7 months or so, kind of seeing what your grind's like, seeing where you've how you've tra- changed as an artist and gotten more professional at, uh at like delivering more content on social media. You want to talk about you want to talk about like the origin of be the one and where you come from who you are
2: yeah man um it's crazy because be the one isn't isn't what i actually started as you know and um you know just long story short my upbringing you know i was small town kid in lockhart texas you know i was originally born in san diego california did a lot of moving around ended up in lockhart texas and I actually moved over here into Austin um, should probably about a good seven, eight years ago. But, I mean, Austin has always been my life. You know, Lockhart's only 30 minutes from Austin. So, was, you know, Austin is a big influence on my entire lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? But, um, so that's, that's, that's basically how I got here over into Austin. But as far as Be The One, you know, um, that comes, you know, to find Be The One, you actually kind of got to go back about eight or nine years to when I first started making music. I was actually in a group. Um, you, me and you, we haven't known each other long enough for you to even know. I don't even put a lot of stuff out there about it just cause it's not a part of me anymore, but I was in a two man group and we were known as JTB and that's kind of how I got started. You know, I, that's, that, that's who I was for about four years, you know, doing a lot of shows throughout San Marcus, Austin, Houston. I made a lot of early connects, mm. um, and kind of just got my foot in the door in the game when I, when I was in my, when I, when I was in a group, you know, and you know, we had a good run for about four years, and uh, you know, we just me and the person I was working with, we just stopped seeing eye to eye on a lot of shit, and just, you know, we just had a lot of problems going on in between us that it was just kind of hindering both of our progression. I felt like, you know, I felt like for sure mine, you know, I just felt like I was doing a lot of stuff on my own, you know what I'm saying? So, I kind of just had an ultimatum with the person I was with, and you know, made the decision that like, you know, this is this is where I want to go. Where I want to continue my life, and that's when I decided to take a solo route, and that's how Be the One came about. And the name Be the One came about, and it's not—it's crazy. It's just when I was separating myself and becoming my own person in the music game, I created my Twitter for myself, and I actually just came up with the name on the spot. You know, just my Twitter name is gonna be Be the One, and it kind of just like stuck and had a ring, you know, and like that's where I've kept it, and you know, that's how my name came about, and. You know, since then, I've just actually been trying to get my name known, you know, for who I am, the artist I am individually and what I'm all about and, like, what I want to talk about, what I want people to hear. And so, you know, I've just been, you know, just trying to, you know, just create a style, a different style, something different. Um, I do a a lot of hip-hop, R&B, rap. That's my main genre. But I'm also big into EDM. And trap and the electronic music side you know and I'm, I'm just trying to branch out and even do things I'm not normally comfortable with you know just so I could show that that's my versatility as an artist you know so you know be the one is just it's, it's just me you know it's it's who I am and it's really like a moniker for anybody like you can you can be the one to do anything you know so it, it kind of has a ring that it sticks like be the one you know and it's like i'm trying to be the one to make my dreams happen you know what i'm saying so that's just kind of how the name came about you know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah man that's a dope story so what was the group uh what was the direction of the group
2: um we were doing the same you know we were doing hip-hop rap and it was just we were we were more focused on um we were more focused on just getting into a lot of shows, you know, like we were doing a lot of shows. I mean, I've performed, I've opened up and, you know, I've been there with Share the Stage with 2 Chains, Kirko Bangs, DJ Drama, um, you know, Riff Raff. (laughs) There's quite a few I've done there. Trey, you know, a lot of South artists too. And um, we were focusing on a lot of shows and not, we, we had some good music, you know, and we were more focused on just, like, getting our faces out there more so than putting in the work on, you know, just really making some really strong records, you know, because I feel like at the end of the day, like, you can do shows, you can get on plenty of shows, you know, people even can pay their way to get on shows, but at the end of the day, it's like, you have to have material, like, you got to have good music, and you got to have solid, a lot of music, and it's crazy because nowadays, the way the culture is, like, Shit, honestly, you don't really have to have good music. You can even have just something crazy and it can make it. But if you're trying to be a long-term artist and actually appeal to people and have long-term fan bases that are going to stay with you, well, then, like, you got to build a catalog, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And hopefully the catalog you build and the good music is what's going to attract for your shows. And, you know, you make good enough music, good enough videos, reach out to enough people, then, you know, you can get show opportunities without having to go out there yourself or pay for them or – you know, just, just go out and, like, try and look for shows but not have any material to prove yourself. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
2: like, so that that was just, like, our focus. We were so stuck on that, and then it kind of just got to where there was just, like, personal issues going on that was kind of just affecting the whole music side of it. So it just took a while, and it just – it. we tried to I, – honestly, I tried to make things work and continue it on, but then once I finally seen that it, it was just a flat tire and it wasn't going to go nowhere, man, I just was like – I got to do me, man. I got to do me. And I honestly think it was like, it was just meant to be, man. I think it was the best decision I made. And, you know, here I am right now. I'm on my shit now, you know?
1: For sure. Did you guys, were you guys signed to a label or a record deal?
2: No, we weren't. um, We were kind of fucking with um, making moves out of Atlanta. We went up there a couple of times. We worked with um, K.E. on the track. You know, he produced Swag Surf and, Mm -hmm. He worked with, um, you know, like Roscoe Dash, and we were messing with them, and we were affiliated but not signed, so we never got signed. We had people, you know, talk to us about, you know, not necessarily contracts, but just like guidance, you know, and stuff like that. Right. But what what's crazy, what a lot of people don't know, and you know, if you know some people do. The reason why I pretty much started all this and like really have been pursuing this to the fullest is because when I first started out in the group, me and my boy, we were about six months into making music, and what we were doing was we were posting a lot of freestyles up on YouTube, you know. But we were being smart about this shit, and like we would pick songs that were just getting hot on the Billboard, you know. And I mean, shit, people can take this if they want and use this in their strategies that they need to, but yeah, it, 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 it is what it is. But it's like we picked songs that we knew were gonna be hot grab that instrumental freestyle band, throw it up on YouTube. And so many people are searching for that song at the time that your stuff gets shuffled up at the top. And like, dude, we were picking up like tens of thousands of views in like a week, two weeks. But, you know, we were also not using our official name as a title. You know, we were kind of like kind of like clickbait almost, using a different title name, you know, or using yeah. the title of the actual song. But when people click it, they get the song, but they're getting our freestyle over it, you know.
1: That's the and, Soldier Boy uh, method did you know From that right?
2: soldier boy didn't he did it he did it good you know and it, and it yeah. worked for him so i'm not saying what well, you i wouldn't really at the time i didn't even know that so when i actually read up the story about soldier boy and him mm-hmm. doing that i was like that's pretty smart it's kind of it's stupid but smart you know what i'm saying like you're over here boss promoting but you're still getting people so like it was happening to us and like we were getting so much like on youtube like people showing love people hate and you know this and that and like so we were doing freestyles and we started like, okay, we're doing freestyle. we need to actually, you know, we need to write and see if we can actually make our own music.
1: Sorry, I lost you.
2: Music, music. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah, so um, we just started writing original music, you know, we figured we had to actually have our own kind of music and not just freestyles, like, you can get a lot of views on freestyles and that all day, but, you know, you want people buying into your actual music, so... We started doing original music, dropped a couple on YouTube, and then about six months into doing all that, you know, we're looking up people, you know, manager, anything. We're just looking up people that we can try and connect with, you know, and it just so happens we stumble across um, this dude, Conrad DeMont and you can look him up. He was uh, affiliated with, um, you know, he, he's an old school cat, so he did work with, like, Puff Daddy's organization and and, mm-hmm. and Biggie and uh, he like messed with a lot of those people, a lot of old school cats and um we he, he had stuff about being consulting and like he would consult and we contacted him and we sent him our music and it wasn't but our songs in the background and you know he's just like hey you know I'm I'm really fucking with you you know I really like this you know and you know we're about six months in and he's just like how serious are y'all about music you know and we're like you know, we just started, but like we we want to. We've been doing this, like we've been having fun with music, like our entire life. This is when I turned about. This is when I was about 20, going on 21 when this happened. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, "How serious?" We told him we we're serious, and he was like, "All right, well, I want to fly y'all out to New York on Friday." This was a Tuesday that he called us. He was like, mm-hmm. "I want to fly you out to New York on a Friday, yeah. and I want to put you in front of the vice president of Island Def Jam," you know. Mm-hmm. We're just like holy shit! Like what? You know, like you know, you think I didn't know if it was real or fake? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it can't be that easy. You know what I'm saying? So he was just like, y'all just show me all about it. Pay for your plane ticket, and I'll get you up there. I'll have you in front of the vice president. And we we're like, all right, let's do it. You know, let let's see if this dude's really about it, and let's see what happens. So mm-hmm. Friday came. We paid for our tickets. Next thing you know, we're up in New York, bro. It's two in the morning, bro, in Island Def Jam downtown New York at Universal. They're building. Yeah. That. Is that, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, it kind of dipped out there for a second. Hello? Yeah.
2: Okay, uh, can you hear me now?
1: Yeah. I think you might have muted it. Hey,
2: man, and we met with Island, Dave. Hold on real quick. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah.
2: Let's see. I got so I'm trying to see if it might. My... All right. Hear me now? Yeah. Not... grew up in New York, man. It's two in the morning.
1: Do you have a set of headphones you can plug in? Yep.
2: Yeah, let me do that. Yeah. Give me one second. I figured that'd probably be easier, too. All right, that better?
1: Yeah.
2: All right, cool, cool, cool. So, you know, um, yeah, we, we were up in New York, man, and when we got there, I was—I didn't know what to expect, man. I, I'm a kid from Lockhart, Texas, and now I'm here in New York, and I was like picturing in my head some shit like this is gonna happen, you know. And so we're in there, we're having a meeting. He's asking us, you know, show me your material, you know. So we start showing them. We only, at the time, we had five or six original written songs. Showed him those, and then we showed them all our freestyles because that's kind of like where it all got started with the freestyling. you know. And he—he he liked everything, man. He liked every single thing. He, like, we were there for, it was crazy, we were there for literally six hours, bro, and he liked everything, and, you know, I'm sitting here, like, he's vibing, people are kind of walking in and out, and they're vibing, and I'm just like, holy shit, like, I'm, we're about to be signed, like, we're about to be set, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, when it's all said and done, he's just like, I'm gonna go through the good and the bad of y'all's music, you know? He's like, y'all have, a, he was like, honestly, it's hard to pick out any bad. He said, y'all are really mainstream, I see what y'all are trying to appeal to, you know, but I'm just trying to figure out, like, because at the time, like, our freestyles are just, you know, freestyles are off the top. You're talking about whatever you're saying, whatever. It's just kind of going off the top, and when we have a written song, it was kind of, at the time, more sugar-coated. We were kind of, you know, just watching things we were saying, you know, we were, like, keeping other people in mind, not really just going 100 with it, you, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he was like, I can hear the difference in this shit, but at the end of the day, like, y'all make good enough music, and your image is good. That I think y'all will make it, but the thing is, y'all have not sold no music, y'all haven't done no shows, y'all don't have no music videos, y'all only have like, you know, y'all don't have that much material. But everything is good, like, but we just can't sign y'all. They're like five or six years ago mm-hmm. when the times were different. they were like, we would take a chance on y'all, like we would put the money down and take a chance. But now it's just different. You can't do that. So that was that. That was the night that really changed my life many made me want to do this shit for the long haul. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit just to me i don't i don't feel like it just happens with anybody you know what i'm saying
1: yeah and in certain ways you may have gotten lucky cuz you never know what that would have been like today you know um and so after that after you left the offices of Def Jam what was your strategy in going back and making music
2: um it was cool cuz he actually he gave us a lot of good advice um he gave us a good direction and it it was simple it's pretty much just you know put in the work that we need to do to make it happen which would be go make more music start talking to people about shows start trying to figure out how to get you know a fan base and get people involved with us and like you know you actually got to put in the groundwork i thought it was just as easy as a put out a few songs you get that call overnight you heard those stories but it's not like that you know so Mm -hmm. just you know the the mindset was just go back and forth I'm just put the work and he said that they'll be watching, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, one, one crazy thing that always stuck with me too from that night was he said, when we were leaving, he said, no matter what happens, he was like, w- between y'all and life, no matter what happens, he was like, whether y'all are together or whether y'all are apart, just never, ever stop making music, you know, mm-hmm. and it's thrilled because, you know, now here I am doing the shit on my own, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. It's so been a journey,
2: bro. It's been, a, been one heck of a journey.
1: Hell yeah. And I mean, after after being uh, in the offices with the, with an executive of Def Jam and then not being signed uh, at the time, because it was it was just a different atmosphere at that time. You were 21, 22, and you're like 29 now. Uh,
2: 28, actually. 20, About 28. to go on, 29
1: now. And uh, that... That must have been a crazy experience as a young kid, especially in New York and whatnot. So then what um so you separated from the J, J JTB? Yeah, JTB. You separated from JTB, did you What was the first like song that you produced as a solo artist?
2: Um it's it's crazy cuz uh, uh my first song when I went solo, I dropped a song called "Focused." Mm-hmm. It's my first single, and the crazy part about that was it was getting play. That it, um, it was just getting, it was catching a lot of play on YouTube. I think it's like it's over like thirty k altogether. SoundCloud, YouTube, it's coming up on like seventy or eighty k, you know. But mm-hmm. I had submitted to Pandora, and they actually picked it up. And which is mm-hmm. crazy because you know, as an artist, you can submit your music to Pandora, but they're just really strict on what they accept. And so all I kept seeing was people were saying, "Don't submit, you'll get turned down." They don't ever approve nobody. So I was like, "Whatever," you know. I submitted Focus. Bam, they hit me back, "We approve Focus, and we're giving you your own your own Pandora station." So that was literally the first song I had solo, and that's what came off it right off the back. So like right off the back, that just gave me like so much energy and more motivation, to just, oh, damn, like, this shit already happened off the first song, like, I knew that I, I know I got a story to tell with my music, so I just, like, it was just a cool feeling to see, like, how quick something that happened, something like that happened, like, when I made that big of a, uh, when I made that much of a drastic change in life to go from working with someone else and, having ideas and you always have to share it's a 50 50 thing like this sounds good and then he might someone else might be like that that i don't want to do that but you want to do that you know what i'm saying and then finally to break away from that and just like all right 100 percent. this is what i want to do in my songs and you know i put focused out and i think that was about i want to say three and a half years ago mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and then that like i said it landed me in my pandora station and since then um pandora put two more of my songs up on up on there, uh, it was actually my second single. I get it, and then my fourth song, "Fuck with Me," and so those three are still in rotation. I'll throw on Pandora and put it on shuffle, and it'll just pop up one of my songs on time. Like, bet it a little stream money.
1: Yeah, man, it's it's crazy because uh, there's not a lot of uh, local artists, and I mean you're pretty local as as far as goes. Lockhart is just a hop, skipping a jump outside of Austin. Uh, yeah
2: most definitely
1: and when i talk to a lot of these artists they they don't sound the way you do or they definitely are biting it as much as they can um from the scene what do you think about the atx hop hip-hop scene
2: here man i think just being around it in the last seven eight years like I've definitely seen it grow as far as I just feel like now I feel like the opportunity is starting to is starting to show here in Austin because of the fact that nothing really big has came out of Austin hip hop there are a lot of people that have done stuff and put the name Austin out there, but as far as, you just don't really hear Austin being talked about as far as hip-hop, you definitely hear it as a lot of music capital, of course, which is a lot of more country and the rock side, but I just feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like in the last couple of years, honestly, like, there's been a change, and, like, you know, you can kind of see it with, like, South by Southwest, and how it used to be, like, one major headliner, right, mm-hmm. I could have I sworn, like, maybe like four or five years ago they used to do like one or two major headliners but now you realize like almost any show you're stepping into down down in south by like especially with hip-hop like they're actually attracting a lot of good artists down here you know and I feel like more more known artists are starting to see that Austin can also tailor to hip-hop so I just feel like with time over the next couple of years it's gonna actually just it's, it's gonna get bigger like I finally feel like you know there's people here that I see making moves and doing stuff that I feel like you know people are gonna start getting noticed and it's gonna bring more attention over here and you know I hope to be one of those Mm because there's just a lot of talent here and there's a lot of people you know like you doing your podcast and a lot of people here that can really make the hip-hop scene move you know what I'm saying and I just feel like it would be cool to see it start moving with you know, a lot of these people that I feel like can make that happen, you know, and all it takes is, it just takes, you know, a few people to kind of get out there more, you know, and, you know, for, you, you see a lot of, a lot of business coming here too, and it just, like, attracts more and more people to come here, you know, like, just, the city's growing so fast, so it's going to bring so much diversity that, like, Austin, that I used to be where they kind of didn't cater to hip-hop, didn't really want that scene, like, I think they're now, like, letting the doors opening up the doors for everybody and letting, like, more hip-hop in here and letting more stuff happen for the rap and hip-hop scene, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would agree. I went to the South by Southwest, uh, like, launch party for for 2019, so, like, they're already starting to plan all the, the artists and whatnot. I was talking to the music coordinator, and uh, he definitely had a certain... Like he wasn't the guy for hip hop, but he was the guy who like is coordinating the whole music as a as in general. And yeah. um they are looking for a certain type of hip hop artist. Now they're also they're also interested in like name acts, like you were saying. Um and they're interested in, in uh like paying, which I was kinda kinda like, Oh, okay, so like so something that they were kind of interested in was um those guys out of San Marcos, uh, ha- uh, Brockhampton, right? That's that sort of style they're looking for, right? And that's
2: um, what do they they go by, like P and T H Indy or something like that? What was that? Um, that that little group out of San Marcos you're talking about? No,
1: Brockhampton.
2: That's what. That's who they are. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, that's that's like uh, the song "Gold." Have you heard that? anyway uh i
2: thought
1: th- no there's another group I, I know i know you're talking about another group this is the group that's already had a billboard hit
2: oh okay oh you're actually okay i thought you're saying no uh, okay i know who you're talking about i thought you were saying that they were out of san Marcos. So i was like oh uh, no 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 who brock hampton they're not out of san Marcos.
1: that's where they came from that's where they started their music uh career
2: really yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, I don't really keep up with them that much to know that, but I did not know that shit. Aren't they the ones that fuck with Tyler, the Creator and shit? Yeah. Damn, that's pretty dope, then. <clears throat> yeah. I was wondering.
1: And It's uh, crazy.
2: I've seen some people posting about them and shit, so.
1: Yeah, they're also San Marcus, and you talked about that yourself. Like, so, what, uh, did you go to Texas State at some point?
2: Yeah, dude, I did. <clears throat> I actually went to Abilene Christian first, and I mean. Okay. I was all about basketball. That was my first, my first passion. First thing I pursued was basketball. I went to ACU and hoop there and then, um, transferred to Texas state. Mm-hmm. I think it was around like 2010. So I was in, I, I definitely know that. I know the San Marcos scene pretty well too, you know, yeah. Being from Lockhart. You're just like right there in the middle of the dead center of Austin, San Marcos.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. San Marcos has a huge, huge, uh, heavy influence of, um, of Houston, in in it, uh, from from there being so many people that from Houston that attend there, uh, I went to yeah. Texas State as well in two thousand eleven, and uh, at that time there was just it was different. Now now it's way different than it was whenever we were there. Uh, you know they ripped down a lot of the Texas Country Music Hall, and so like now the the scene's like more heavy electronic like uh like that,
2: oh, you know big, what I mean. big time
1: and um yeah uh so after so you you kind of started music here you produced a lot of tracks put them out on soundcloud you garnered a huge social media following what what was that from what what were you doing to get that network going
2: um as far as my media man i was just doing a lot of um I was just doing a lot of self-promoting myself, man. Like, I was I would just hit up a lot of people, a lot of people that I didn't know, and you know I wouldn't I wouldn't press my music on them, but I wouldn't just send a link and spam somebody. I would follow people, and I'd you know I get their other social media accounts so I can connect on my other networks because you know some people some people might not be as active on Twitter as they are on Instagram or Facebook or something else, you know. So mm-hmm. I would just find ways to. I I would honestly, what I do, bros, I I like to pick artists that are similar, or I wouldn't really say sim. um, Is I don't like to really say similar, but as far as I just pick artists that are like the same category is what I'm trying to do, and you know I would look at their following and kind of just tune into people's followers that I thought would just fill my music, you know. Mm -hmm. And I would just contact, you know, I've been building that following for about you know, myself for about four and a half, five years, and just, I just feel like when you actually communicate with people more than just, hey, check out my music, check out my music, here's the link, here's the link, you know, everyone's going to skip that, but when you just actually get to know somebody, see where they're from, you know, and then get to share the music with them, and then people feel like they can relate to you more on a personal level too, you know, and like once one person hears it, you know, they start sharing it to other people if they like it, you know, and it was cool just, you know, I just see – spurts of just like my followers just growing here and there you know and it's just something I still keep up with to this day you can't slow down like just this, this is social media world you know so you got to find ways to be smart about it and not be annoying about it you know because you got prom- to promote yourself like I don't care a lot of people are like oh don't you know don't sit here and send links out to people yeah don't do that but still you should try and connect to new people that you don't fuck with that people you will never ever see in person to maybe down the road if you get big and you can start traveling around but I'm talking about you got to reach outside of where you stay you know and I honestly feel like you know the way the hip-hop scene is here I reach out to a lot of areas that are bigger you know I like to reach out to Houston and I like to reach out to outside to Cali and over into the east coast you know I like different places outside and I've made a lot of connects and honestly, I I work with so many more people outside of this city and outside of the state that it's like, you know, I'm trying to find ways to incorporate it back here into Austin, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like Mm -hmm. a lot of people say you got to go outside your city and then come back to get love, but it's like there's different ways, and I feel like you can gain the support of your city, you know. So, like, I've really been trying to – I've been just trying to focus on – you know, I just link up with people, and I I keep an eye out for you know names on flyers and who I see doing stuff and making moves, and I try and link with those people. And you know, I've just built up some really good friendships with all those followers too. You know, and it just converts, man. I just I'm heavy. My Twitter is my biggest one, so I'm really heavy on my promotion on there. And I just you know I try and find time out of the day to just. Promote to people that I already fuck with. If they haven't heard my new stuff, I try and get it to them. And then, you know, I try and reach out to new people on the daily because I try and get fans, new fans every week. And, you know, because new fans, it converts into money for streaming your music or downloading it. And then, you know, you need all that, you know. So it's something you got to keep up with, man, because once you start slacking, then, you know, people don't want to keep up with it. People want to see you doing stuff. And people like when you're interactive when you can be, you know? So I just I always try and keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. Are you married by chance?
2: Single, man. I'm, I'm single. Uh, plan to be that way until I get my dreams. And if I don't get my dreams, well, I'll probably be a single man. I'm married to the music. Let's put it that way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so my reason why I'm asking that is, like, so the scene, as far as, like, um, performance goes, has... Doesn't really have the, I guess the opportunities that Cali or Houston or, you know, Dallas even, New York have. Uh, you see that uh, South Florida is starting to get their their scene going. Uh, Austin, you know you, from my experience, in the clubs and whatnot, the it's, it's kind of like. Um, it's with the girls and whatnot, they're kind of more disagreeable than in other places and they mm-hmm. don't vibe with the hip hop music as much. And or I don't know what it is, but the it's it's really like you see like in like um SoundCloud hip hop now, there's a lot of incorporation of, you know, esports or um Different sort of niche things, and uh, it's the young crowd, the 18 year old girls to 21 year old girls, are uh, you know, you're kind of always fighting with them over trying to get that, uh, that talking the same language, right? At least, yeah, like that's what I see. My like. in, in Austin, it's more even, it's like even worse because it's technocratic. Um, division is, is insane you know you got you got hard working blue collar people and then ex- like startup city you know what I mean
2: yeah it's 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 crazy
1: so it's hard to I, I don't know where the, the line is maybe in Austin to get those girls vibing with the guys you know or, or what not cause guys generally are a little older in the Austin scene and the girls
2: are a little younger yeah, I feel that. It's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's like, like, just depends on, I guess, where you're at, you know, like, location-wise, like, when you're, like, downtown and stuff, like, mm-hmm. uh, just, it, it's, it's changed, you know, and it's also, I guess, because there's a lot of people that are also not really from here, Yeah, that are here either visiting or, you know, just barely moving here and, like, bringing a kind of, like, a different style of culture here or not, like you know, we're weird, it's it's just weird over here, it's more laid back, and it's like, you know, used to be like way more, it still is like on the hippie side, but it's just like, it's just, the more people are moving here, the more like commercialized it becomes, and it's like you said, it just kind of, think it does like a kind of different mixture of people, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, like, instead of like, for instance, like, like you said, if you go to like Houston or something like that, or, or, um, like, in Dallas, I feel like it's, like, those cities are, like, like they're, like, set. Like, there's so many people, and they're not grow. they are so big that they're not, like, growing at the rate that Austin is with the diversity that Austin has, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, like I said, when I had a show there in, um, when I had a show there downtown Houston with Trey, um, you know, I could. It's just a different vibe, you know. And you know, I did a show there in San Marcos with um, with Riff Raff, and then the shows here in Austin. And like, I just feel the different, the different feels. Like the it's just a different energy mm-hmm. in each city that you're at. And So it's like San Marcos, like you said, I I liked it because it's just like a lot of college kids, you know, and they're just in that same group age range and so it seems like everybody's there on the same mindset on doing like the the same vibes you know and then like you said you come over here into Austin then you have just like the age range is different and it just creates just like a just a different vibe in the air and it's just like you said hard to get the guys and the girls all like how I don't know I just feel like back in the day there's just like so much less like you had less worries, less animosity going on downtown or just around, and just there's like less negative energy than there is today. So I just feel like yeah. you always, there's a lot of people just second guess everything who they talk to, you know, just how they're approached, if they're gonna fuck with somebody. And you know, it's just you keep second thoughts in your mind, second guessing and stuff, and just kind of makes like, I guess, creates tension, not really tension, but just makes it to where, you know, you can't really have everybody vibing in one spot here in Austin.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to be pretty country as fuck from Lockhart Lockhart. So I imagine what you you see what I see is that the, there's kind of like a, there's a division like of this urbanness in, in, uh, in Austin and that the clubs are kind of pushing out the, are becoming more urban and not adopting like a kind of a mixture of it. Uh, yeah. Even that being said, it's not really. It, it's a weird version of our urban, right? It's it's DJs playing songs from artists outside of the Austin area, right? Uh, Whereas in Houston, you'd more you're more likely to hear Houston tracks being spun. Uh, I'm sure Astral World is being spun crazy in yeah. Houston clubs. Whereas in Austin, that there's that's not really here. I mean, you don't hear Colleen artists being spun in uh in the austin clubs or austin artists for that matter
2: yeah and if that's the case you gotta be you gotta be real cool with a dj or even 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 that won't do just for the fact that so many club owners are you know they're quick to like i you know i had seen a post on facebook about a dj was talking that was like a week ago and a dj was talking about um you know, that that in particular, spinning certain songs, like, mm-hmm. because of, you know, they think if you, like, they just feel like when you start going out of your element, like, and it's weird, because you would think that Austin no, it's was not a lot of DJs who support artists here in Austin, but yeah. it's almost like, look down upon, you need to play the stuff that every single person here knows, we need to play the super, like, you know, just the shit that's really popping, and not like you know, whenever you could slide in, like, one or two songs because everybody's already vibing, you know what I'm saying? So if you got mm-hmm. a song from an artist, you know, here in Austin, you could just throw it in the mix at a good time. And it just, it just gets that little bit of exposure, you know what I'm saying? And it just, it just think like you said, think if that was just, like, going on all the time, you know what I'm saying? I feel like there would be a lot more artists and DJs showing love to each other here, you know? And, I mean, I think of, like, DJ Hella Yellow, for instance. Like, he's spinning on... 102.3, you know, and mm-hmm. he's actually been bringing up a couple Austin awesome artists and playing a couple of artists on the radio, you know, so it's like, he's one person, you know, but you, you just need, you need a lot of people doing it, but if you did have a lot of people, you can really get some artists to buzz out of here, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, but you also need, you also need a DJ like Hello Yellow that that's not, you know, an ugly dude, you know what I mean, he's,
2: yeah, he's so, you know, and, and also that's... Con- connected, he's connected to, you know what I'm saying,
1: so, yeah, so, like, iHeart, or Clear Channel, the only reason why they're allowing that to happen is because, you know, he's, he's got tenure in the game, he's been on radio for quite, quite some time now, so it's a little, it's a little different, you know what I mean, and, and yeah. that individual has, that individual DJ hasn't yet, uh, approached the scene from a professional standpoint, you know what I mean most of the DJs that I run into they're really just iP- iPod pushers you know what I mean they're just like yeah, I, they don't mm-hmm. have a set of real like um uh, vinyl tra- uh DJ tables or anything like that you know they're spinning digital tracks
2: yeah they're just getting they're getting their money for the night and not really actually just like pursuing it as an actual dream and career and trying to make it like really make it like you said on a professional standpoint because i feel like you know a lot, anybody can really hop in there and dj tracks and have something shit even pre-recorded and act like you're djing you know but it's a different level whenever you're trying to establish your foot as a dj just like you are trying to do it as an artist you know
1: Mhm. yeah
2: we um, just need i feel like yeah that's that's enough it's, it's it's all around because as much as artists are trying to make it, it also takes you know DJs, it takes producers, it takes the people that shoot videos, people like you that do podcasts and can get people on for radio interviews. Like it, it, it takes it as a whole, a whole group to make the hip hop scene move more here. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um,
2: I think with, like I said, I think with time, it's just it, it's taking a while, but with time, like it, it's gonna, it's gonna get established you That's for sure. It's it. There's no way that it can't. The way that this is moving over here, like I just someone is like, I just think like you can't really pick out, like you said, you can go to different cities and and, and like say a commercial artist comes in, yeah. he can most likely probably pick out another known artist that's in that city and could bring them out, you know, but you can't really come to Austin and have a commercial artist be like, oh, this is like so-and-so city, like this motherfucker is known from here. So like he puts on, you know. And, like, yeah. we, that's not – we just don't really have that here, you know. So it's, like, I feel like, you know, that's something that's coming, too. Like, someone's really going to pop off here, and it's going to it's gonna pave the way for a lot of artists. Like, once one person gets in, then it puts more eyes on over here, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of aspects, man. It's just – that's what it takes. It takes more people getting out there and more people getting seen, and then it just, like – it'll just – you know, put Austin more on the map because you know Texas is just it's, it's big. You know, hip hop wise, you know, Houston was running this shit. You know, years ago, like, run man, they were they were on the they were on the radio like Paul Wall, all that shit. Like these motherfuckers yeah. were on the radio like everywhere. You know, so it's like it needs to get back to that shit. You know, like Texas needs to be running it. You know, Austin for sure. You know, I'm I'm here for Austin. I want to see Austin do it for sure. But it's like all around, like I'm trying to see Texas. You know, I'm just a Texas boy, so I just want to see this whole Texas hip-hop just, you know, take over, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's about five to ten years out for Austin. The only reason why I say that is there's certain individuals in in uh, seats of of power that are kind of limiting the growth for hip-hop, country, you name whatever genre it is. They're just kind of limiting the growth.
2: It's sad to hear that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, from an independent artist level, you know, you have certain uh local terrestrial radio stations that only spin you know, you got one that is spinning just ratchet tracks, uh, from two for two hours, one that spins way too heavy lyric tracks, so where do you fit in? Like, it's hard to fit in somewhere there. And iHeart's not spinning any local because they got they're they're directly related to Atlantic and and uh it's
2: already it's uh, their playlist is already set basically
1: yeah i'm surprised i mean i'm surprised hella even has mondays to spin local tracks
2: yeah and i also just think uh like you know radio of course like that's like you know if you make it on the radio and you're getting spun like legit radio like yeah you can say you made it you know but it's just like nowadays it's like i think so many people just like get away just gotta like are away from the radio you know so like everyone else is trying like it seems like everyone's trying to make it in another way compared to when you go back about five or six years ago you know i felt like more people were like hey let me get a can i get that program director's number like what do i need to do or let me go drop off a cd at the at the station you know it's different than like no one will do that shit nowadays you know
1: yeah i've been there with artists trying to do it and um it's a it's a it's a strange system now um and the, the the people that you can get your music in front of they're it's kind of it's, it's close and it, 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 it's just not much they can do right getting on radio yeah. is like it, it impresses your mom and them you know and it doesn't necessarily like mean a lot it, yeah. you know getting a, tr- a song in like i think this is something that's been brought up a lot in like a lot of hip hop podcasts is getting a song in rap caviar on Spotify is more uh, lucrative than being spun on the radio.
2: I think that's true. Just because of the fact that you look how big rap caviar is and just like, it almost seems like they're almost like going to get to where they're going to start featuring and dropping people's tracks straight off of rap caviar. You know what I'm saying? Instead of mm-hmm. like, you know, they get, you got the playlist that they get, you know, if like you said, if your song somehow made it on there, like, you're just gonna, they only have, like, the top music with, like, you know, big-time numbers on them right now, so it's, like, if you were able to get on there, yeah, I feel like, personally, just because how many people, you're, like, say your song was on the radio, but only, like, even, like, the southern part of the United States, you know, like, how many people are actually gonna hear that to compare to, like, how many people around the world are gonna hop on Rap Caviar, and your song comes across there, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: That would be, that'd be good. And that's like I feel the same way when it comes to like uh, when you're dropping videos. You know, a lot of people instead of dropping it off your channel, you're looking for a channel that has more subscribers like Elevator, Pop Cherry. Uh, you know, same with like Facebook. They got a bunch of Facebook pages that'll, you know, premiere your videos. So if you don't got the big following on your page, then you can premiere with them and, you know, it it, it pays off. You know, you mm-hmm. of course, a lot of them, um, you either got to pay a good amount or they just, you just got to have a track that's doing good and then they'll help you out and pick it up and put it on theirs because it'll attract on theirs too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I just feel like it's, it's about play. I feel like placements, you know, that's what you're like. That's kind of the day and age you're trying to get those. If you're, if you're gone, just, you know, everyone has their own route, but I just feel like if you're really trying to do it like in a good way and build that foundation, a solid way, then yeah, you're trying to land on Spotify on those playlists and you're trying to get on YouTube channels, the good ones, and you're trying to get the big Twitter, like the accounts, like, you know, even like Worldstar, Elevator, like their Twitter accounts. You're trying to get them to, you know, promo their tweets, their Instagram. It's just, it's it's crazy how many outlets there are, you know. But, like, if you don't have the money, then you got to, like, kind of, you got to figure out which outlet you want to go and, like, really, like, go with that one to the Mm -hmm. hardest that you can. That's what I feel like, you know, and if you got the money and you know, the, the resources that you can get on everything, all of them, then like, that's what you should push for is trying to get on these bigger accounts and these known blogs and stuff like that to help push your shit, you know? Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm. And also you want
2: to,
1: uh, you want to get into like maybe movies or into, uh, into video games, cultural,
2: Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Pieces. Especially like like you even said it too—the way uh, people are incorporating like you know all like games into their music and mm-hmm. just all around. Like even you can even build a following off of playing video games to come to your following if you make music or other shit. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. crazy.
1: Yeah, Fortnite has really allowed hip hop artists to start creating that that uh, that lane although they're not incorporating hip-hop uh, artists, they are incorporating hip-hop producers into sound sampling for the game and whatnot, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that, yeah, and you see how many people start making songs about games and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just crazy how... It, it's just... It, it, literally, like, when you just sit and think, like, it's just crazy in the last 10 years, like, how much everything has shifted, you know? And that's the thing, like if you're in music or whatever you're pursuing you have to be able to adapt you know and you have to grow with everything even if it's not technically exactly what you want to do you somehow still have to incorporate it cuz you need to appeal to what what the trend is you know what I'm saying you have to find a way you want to be different than the trend but like i don't know like you can you can also you can also go with the trend and then set trends you know so it's like there's a lot of ways to go about it but it's like Nowadays trends are like just it, stuff is so trendy, you know what I'm saying? So like mm-hmm. you got to just you got to always be up to date and just know your shit, man. Like you got to know what like the young crowd likes, you know? You got to know what the old heads still vibe to, you know, and like try and find a way to like bridge the gap and incorporate it all, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Going back to like something you said earlier like these uh you talked about I brought up it's calling it the social boy uh, marketing method. Is, is there any place for that today? What what are some of the methods to to get that done today?
2: Man, like I I mean, I honestly think you could st- like like I think you could still explain. There's a lot of clickbait, a lot of people do like you miss you miss, like your titles could be misleading on something and I even see it today. I've I even hopped on YouTube and thought I might have clicked on a song and same shit happens and it pops up and the dude has like three hundred, four hundred thousand views, but You go look at the love and the hate, and you notice a lot of hate because it's just like now, like back in the day, I feel like people weren't really they didn't really pay no mind to it. But now I just feel like stuff is like just so like social media, how big it is. Like you just, it's not good to appeal that way, you know. So like you could go about doing that, you know, trying to like come up and use different names and strategies and trying to deceive audiences to I don't know, I guess go viral, you know. But in a sense, Mm -hmm. like it i don't it probably won't do no good for you you know so i just feel like if you just like you just come up off your name cuz i feel like it's it's hard to do but it's, it's still authentic. nowadays the way it is and how easy it is for shit to be seen like just coming up off your own name and not have to front off nothing like it's just going to be better for you all around you know
1: yeah it's one it's a it's a little bit more authentic um, yeah exactly so do you have any advice for for young uh artist entering the game now the rap game today
2: yeah i mean you just like you just gotta work man you gotta you gotta be in the if whatever your passion is as far as strictly music coming from an artist standpoint you gotta be in a studio and you gotta you gotta experiment with different shit and you gotta step outside your comfort zone and you got to be big on your social media and you got to, it's what it is. Even I know a lot of people even are like, ah, you know, I don't fuck with It's Like, yeah, you might not, but it's like nowadays, the day and age, like it's the, it's kind of the best way for people to keep up with you and s- see your shit and get your shit out there. And like, you just got to connect, man. You got to, you got to connect where you're at locally and connect in your city and your state and connect outside. Cause honestly, there's so many opportunities outside of where you're from, where you're at now that like, You have to you gotta use all your resources, man, and find ways to make connections and just man, just be real. Like, you know, just be real with yourself and like, you know, if it's your passion and what you wanna do, like do this shit to the fullest, you know, and like you know, make a lot of music and, you know, do everything legit. Get your shit on Spotify, get it on Pandora, shoot videos and you know, work with people, pay the people that you work with, you know what I'm saying? Like don't expect handouts and Mm -hmm. just crying man like i said i've been doing this shit for i would say this year makes it like since i took it like since i considered the day that i went to island death jam was when i was like this is what the fuck i'm gonna do the rest of my life you know and that was literally about eight and a half years ago so it's like Mm -hmm. i haven't stopped i've been through being in a group to i was actually managed for a while when i first went solo you know i was managed with people for about a year and a half which was badass cuz they you know they took care they paid for all my shit they anything I wanted to do but then we just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of shit so I've been on a journey you know and I've just I've never stopped so like I just feel like if you just never stop make the right connections like shit I think eventually you can get your time and then whenever your time comes you just got to you got to be ready man you got to have shit and you just got to once your time if something happens cuz the more the more you get out there and the more you get into it and the more that people see that you're about to shit, then the more you're going to, you're just going to have to go harder and harder, you know, like getting into it is easier than actually staying in it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just, you know, grind hard and don't let no one fucking stop you, you know, and that's, that's, just where I'm at and I haven't stopped and I just know, I know what time with the music I made, the connections I make and, you know you know someone like you even just reaching out is because you notice that i take this shit serious and like something i want to do and also like i'm a humble person and you're humble for reaching out to me you know And it's like you know you just got to be cool with everybody because when people see that you're a humble artist on top of making good music like that shit can go a long way that's about all i got man
1: (laughs) for sure what would you say was one of your most successful moments
2: um Man, I, would, I, like, as far as, like, just feeling, like, you know, the Island Dev Jam thing was cool, like, that was, that was, that was awesome, like, I would say just, like, doing the shows felt good, like, but I would just say, like, the most successful is, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of just, I'm starting to live it just for the fact that, like, I can see people actually buying my shit, man, and, like, liking my music, and, like, it's a good feeling, like, Seeing in the last four years that shit's gonna like shit's starting to pay off, you know. And like, I don't feel like I have like one in particular moment yet because that hasn't came for me, you know what I'm saying? So like every day I just tell myself that like, you know, people people like your shit, you know, you people are responding to it and people are buying your music and like just keep sticking with it. And so like I feel like my successful moment's coming, you know what I'm saying?
1: For sure. Do you want to promote anything before I let you go?
2: Yeah, man. uh, Two weeks ago, I dropped my third music video, Real, shot by Legal Flair, produced by L. Williams, engineered by me and my homie Xander on the track. We dropped it on YouTube. So if you go on YouTube, just type in Be The One Real and you'll find it. And my next video and song coming is going to be called No Love so that's my next shit coming and that'll probably be in the next 2 months so y'all be ready for that one.
1: Uh what about where where can people find you uh
2: social media and whatnot? Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, every single thing. Just type Be The One. You can even go on Google be the one. I'll pop up on anything. I, I don't care if you even still got MySpace. I'm probably on that motherfucker still. <laughs> Not <laughs> but legit. Like, be the one on everything. You can find it B T H A O N E for y'all that don't know.
1: That's what's up. All right. I appreciate you coming on the show. I definitely look forward to I want to get back with you later on. Um, whenever you drop an album or something like that, or if you got a show coming on, I would definitely invite you back and talk about the, the promos and whatnot and get it going. Um, Most yeah, definitely, man. hey,
2: yeah, I say we do it again because uh, it's gonna be nothing but progression. So I know your show's gonna grow, and I know my music is. So it'll be tight to you know doing in the next few months and see where we're both at. You know what I'm saying?
1: Hell yeah! All right, be the one, guys. Thank you very much. Hey, appreciate you, bro. All right, later. Later. All right, guys. On the outro here, I'm gonna play another one of his tracks. We're gonna play on the intro. We played um, Ghost again. And then on the outro, we're going to play Hustle. It's another one of those real tracks. haven't gotten to the real yet. It's not, uh, it's not posted up here. But, alright. Peace. <laughs>
0: First off, I don't need no introduction I'd rather live a life with no interruption But trust me, I still hear the discussion And I'd rather be talked about than talking about it Bitch, I'm up to something, yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay, I never ask for no favors Never ask for no handouts I'd rather stand out and have haters Yeah, I said I'm never losing my passion. Thank the critics for asking, go ahead and keep on harassing. There's some questions I shouldn't answer, but I know that you want the truth. Uh, so fuck it, what am I to do? Yeah, I fuck with a few if you ain't got a clue. Guess you could say that I love all the hate, cause to me now this say nothing new. Yeah, y'all know I'm in this shit for the long run. Forrest Gump, I said it, bitch, I'm in this shit for the long run. Yeah. And I be the one causing all the commotion. No, I'm not wishing and hoping. I work for the future by living the bottom. Hustle yeah. to the top. Hustle, never stop. Hustle if you want a spot. Give it all you got. You know the hustle, never stop. Oh, you know the hustle, never stop. No, you gotta give it all you got. Hustle got. to the top. Hustle, never stop. Hustle if you want a spot. Give it all you got. You know the hustle, never stop. Oh, you know the hustle, never stop. No. You gotta give me, man, all I you give got. me one more second. Cause this is just my second. First to fucking go, off, please don't take this as a lesson. Crash the fucking party like I drive through intersections. Only racing to the top, and y'all ain't even got direction. <laughs> no, com- no conversation, cause I'm on the grind. Gotta maintain when it's all on the line. Don't mean I'm not friendly, that means I'm about mine. Yeah. Don't got no time for no activities. Act up and through my teeth. Mix with the wig, give me the feeling I need. I'm too busy proving this shit to myself I guess you're too busy still looking for help Don't hate on the hustle, you know you ain't bout it yeah. And this for the motherfuckers that just got to Hustle to the top, hustle never stop Hustle if you want a spot, give it all you got You know the hustle never stop Oh, you know the hustle never stop You gotta give it all you got Hustle to the top, hustle never stop Hustle if you want a spot, give it all you got You know the hustle never stop Oh, you know the hustle never stop No, you gotta give it all you got Hustle, give it everything you got You wanna make it in this world, don't ever stop I said hustle, give it everything you can Cause what's a dream if you ain't even got a plan? I said work for every single thing you want. Trust me, this shit ain't easy when you tryna reach the top. They want you to get that money, but don't wanna see you change. But what the fuck do you think? If you get that money, would you stay the same? Man? You gotta hustle to the top, hustle never stop. Hustle if you want a spot, give it all you got. You know the hustle never stop. Oh, you know the hustle never stop. You gotta give it all you got Hustle to the top, hustle never stop Hustle if you want a spot, give it all you got You know the hustle never stop You know the hustle never stop You gotta give it all you got